0: Welcome to the Calgary Sessions. This is episode number 69. Uh, I'm your host, Jeff Humphreys. Today's guest, this is um, our good friend Ray Ray. Uh, <laughs> did, did the introduction. Uh, me and Ray go back a lot of years from OJs and motorcycle. Uh, I bought a motorcycle off Mr. Ray. So that's how this came to be. Mm-hmm. So uh, please go ahead, name and who you are.
1: Okay, I'm Megan, and I am co-owner of Monday's Plant Cafe, and it's in Bridgeland. And this is where I know Ray. <laughs> this is our connection. He eats there every single day. So shout out to Ray.
0: This is great. We just start. Ray's gonna like love the start <laughs> yeah, of this like, This
1: is dedicated to me. <laughs> yeah,
0: totally. Um, and like we were talking about off camera, I'm like deep into the restaurant world in my past. So this is gonna be a really cool chat, just because I love talking to restaurateurs. 'Cause their path is um, usually unorthodox. It's
1: wonky. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um so the gist of the show is I like the guests to go back as far as they want to go. You know, mm. where they grew up, how <laughs> when they grew I was up. Born. Yeah. Oh, well that, so for me, if somebody asked me that question, I'd be like, Man, I don't really have a memory till I was like <laughs> six, seven. So go back as far as you want to go. So Kay. uh how you grew up, where you grew up, where your inspiration uh, was, and just we'll just get into it. And then we'll kind of weave a path to where we are today. to where
1: we are now. Okay, well, I grew up in the Okanagan, and um, I guess my restaurant is um, very health-focused, so I guess that's the running theme through my life, because I think growing up in the Okanagan, you're exposed to, you know, the process of food being grown, since Mm -hmm. it's so fertile and, you know, a nice place. Um, So we... I saw we like had a bunch of fruit trees on my property Mm. and my parents did everything from the garden and it totally inspired um, that type of eating and just having knowledge of how our food is grown and why that's
0: important. Did you know that Um, when you were like when you were youngster? I think like
1: like, not explicitly, you know, but I think, um, no, I should, maybe my parents definitely like we talked about healthy food and I, my parents say that this is probably where I was supposed to end up because I was always like looking at the back of labels at the store no and way. just like, you know, wanting to know the health aspect of it. So mm. I hate to admit that a big inspiration, I went to university for nutrition and a big inspiration to that was the Biggest Loser television show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is like, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's really healthy, um but I just kind of loved the concept of, you know, putting in Health into our system, and yep. it's maybe not in the way that they did it, but yep. I definitely felt like it was inspiring to see, you know, people gain health, and mm-hmm. so that was an inspiration for me to then go into nutrition, yep. which I did at the U of A.
0: Okay, we're well, going to slow you down. Too fast? No, I'm going to oh. get you. I'm going to get you there. I got different. I got more questions <laughs> before you get to university.
1: <laughs> like anyway, I liked fruit, and then I went to university.
0: <laughs> um, it's interesting, though, right, because growing up in the Okanagan, like having fruit trees in your backyard and yeah. in a giant garden, that's different than. The way we grew up around here. So it's yeah. like a, um, what kind of trees were in your...
1: I guess I didn't know at, at the time that that was unique, for sure. I like was all like, your
0: friends had...
1: Yeah. I mean, and like just down the street from us, huge orchard,
0: mm. the
1: huge like everywhere, actually huge orchards. But we, that's like where I spent lots of time, yeah. it was just like in the surrounding fruit tree orchard. Yep. And um, so we had... My dad's gonna love this, just promoting his garden that he worked so hard on. We had a big vegetable garden. um I want
0: I want to make like, I, I, like, like, I, I don't thing. know
1: square footage. Like um like a
0: s so like say a main flower house is a thousand square feet. A regular okay. like two bedroom kinda probably like probably a thousand square. square feet.
1: Okay. Yeah, Ish. probably. Yeah. Okay. And um so we had all of our vegetables and things, but the fruit trees we had there's two cherry trees, two apple trees, an apricot tree. Mm. And something else that I probably should know. Plums. Crazy. I don't know. Yeah, it was cool. And like, I definitely thought that was like how we all did the life. Mm-hmm. Everyone was just mm-hmm. getting to have the fresh fruit from their yep. tree in their yard. Yep. Um. So I think that was just kind of the experience of the Okanagan. And for lots of my friends too, that was just how you grew up. and mm. It was always abundantly available and fruit stands when you go anywhere. Um. So, I mean, I reflect on it now and I'm like, damn. That was so nice. (laughs) It's like what I aspire to have is my life now, that availability, you know?
0: Do you... um when did you realize that? Like when did you when did you start being able to like reflect on this and think back, wow, mm. that was very unique.
1: I think as you become an adult. No, probably when I went to Edmonton for university and I had never been, mm. and I was like, This place sucks. I, that, that was your
0: first like <laughs> leaving the Okanagan? And you went to Edmonton?
1: for school. Like I had my parents yep. love traveling and things, so we were exposed. But yep. I think when I'm living on my own, you know, as a freshly minted adult, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> well, it's, this it's, place is not fertile and nice like yep. the Okanagan. And I don't have the abundance of that mm-hmm. freshness that i'm used to yeah. so i think that'd probably be my first you know time that i like, realized oh, what was i nice had there yeah. Yeah, yeah but i think just you know being in calgary now and in the restaurant scene yeah. i can really respect our local farmers that we have here and just the process in getting food to the grocery store yeah. and um yeah so i think like now i can understand that mm-hmm. you know deeper
0: it was different yeah um what else did your, the childhood look like, you know, in the Okanagan, I feel like it's a yeah. spectacular place to grow up. So besides good. being great. Yeah, so but, good.
1: And I like had great parents and yeah. you know, they're just like they good do? influences. They're both health inspectors, okay. um, in different realms. Um, but yeah, they just, we just had a good active childhood, yep. super outdoorsy. Um, I, yeah. Like home,
0: lots of, um, home cooked meals, like dinner all, on the table. All the time. Yeah.
1: Mom's such a good cook. And, uh that would be another source of inspiration because now we cook, I cook all the time. Yep. And um, I don't think there was ever expectation to like mm-hmm. get in the kitchen and mm-hmm. learn. So I actually think that I learned probably post 20 years old yep. how to cook, yep. which is interesting that now that's what I'm doing as a job.
0: Do you, um, <laughs> do you think it's also just being like, a, you know, at a young age being exposed to those, you know, watching it totally. Like we're picking things up as we're yeah. like youngsters. And then all yeah, of a sudden, It makes sense when we get older. If you
1: think about people that don't like to cook, I'm sure that their parents didn't cook much. You know, I have a feeling that that's probably what their childhood looked like. So yeah, my mom was always in there and like she would make all her own dressings Mm -hmm. and just everything. Yeah.
0: And was... um Like family dinners, was it a thing?
1: Family dinners, yes. I don't know what your experience was with family dinners. (laughs) But we like had to sit down for our family dinners. And And
0: clockwork, was it pretty like...
1: Yeah, we were regimented. We were like 5.30 clockwork. We're here, we're talking about our days, Mm. which like I fully resented at the time. Mm. But now I'm like, so nice. (laughs) But at the time, no. So yeah, it was a good family unit and a good upbringing. I have one sister and hated her sorry, Aaron, but now, now we like each other. <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, a great, great childhood. It's
0: interesting. Like those, those family dinners, my family's kind of the same way. Mom was, mom was an amazing cook. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty regimented, you know, like time I've, have, I have a younger brother, a younger sister. Yep. Dad is a fireman. Yep. And so these dinners were, you know, if dad wasn't around, Yeah. But it was always a set time. If dad wasn't around, dinners were a little loose, and if we got in trouble, we were like in bed by (laughs) six thirty. No. In Italy like five thirty. And then if Dad was around it's a little more civilized. But but then to your point, you know, I'm not a great cook by any stretch. Really? But I can appreciate and I will cook more often than not. Yeah. See, it's like probably part of your lifestyle, at
1: least. You're like, I I could do this. I feel like there's some people that just eat out for every single meal. I think there's lots of people way
0: more people than we think
1: probably mm-hmm. yeah you
0: take for granted i think being able to actually have that experience mm-hmm. and, and like make your own food mm-hmm. um so you get to edmonton what are you um what are you taking
1: so i'm yes it's
0: edmonton
1: i know i actually so i the reason i'm in going there is because i got scouted to play field hockey okay. which is like uber popular in bc so sports was um, a sports was a thing yeah, yeah loved sports actually like really loved sports grew up doing like triathlons and swimming and
0: oh, let's go let's go back yeah. there
1: okay so my family is very um activity focused which okay. is in alignment with eating healthy yep. um and i think the okanagan the people of the okanagan definitely aspire to be healthy i think it's just a a thing yep. you know there's summer for yep. so much of the year mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of outdoor stuff yeah and so my parents actually do iron man triathlons oh, because no they're crazy and still uh yeah my mom so, still does yeah and
0: they did it when you, when you were you like younger
1: yeah, they did. Oh, I, no. They weren't doing Ironmans when I was younger. Oh, I think they did an Ironman actually when I was in grade 12, which okay. like when your parents are training yeah. for an Ironman, yeah. I don't think people know. They're gone for like mm-hmm. mm, all day. Mm-hmm. So it's a great time to get into trouble. Like, <laughs> You know, i sleep over places or th- people would sleep over at my place. Yeah. Parents are gone at mm-hmm. like 5 a.m. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if they know that, but <laughs> <laughs> bad time to do <laughs> Ironmans. <laughs> But um, yeah, so, we grew up watching them be like very active. athletic, super athletic. Yeah.
0: yeah, and so did they. Did they? Um, did they put you into things? Did you guys kind That's, of have choices, or was it just like mm, try everything?
1: It was a try everything, but I think um, we were definitely. Mm, I don't know if push is the right word, but I, from as far back as I can remember, there was an expectation that you would swim, and like you're gonna mm-hmm. be good at swimming because there's a big lake, and yep. so I think I bet initially we were putting to. Sw- into swimming just simply because of survival it's a life skill it's a life skill especially living there Mm -hmm. um so then both my sister and i competed in swimming okay um yeah do you still swim you know what's funny i we did when i was young we had two a day practices and Mm -hmm. i was like fuck this Mm -hmm. i hate it Mm -hmm. and i think as an act of rebellion i just didn't for many years and i'd occasionally like when i go back to visit i'll swim in the lake and that's like so joyous Mm -hmm. it's like The best. Um, But outside of that, I was like, resent being at the pool, Mm. resent getting my hair wet, Mm -hmm. like had a total aversion. And lately I've been doing it again and I'm loving it. Mm. Truly.
0: What do you, I'm like an amateur, like I love, I love, I'm a water baby. Mm -hmm. Love it, love it, love it. Didn't do anything competitive. Just did all the, all the colors, bronze medallion, bronze cross, all that stuff. Yeah. So I'd love it. And I, I swam for the first time a couple of weeks ago. For years. Right. And it's just this like, it's so hard. <laughs> I know. But it's just this like, you can hear it. There's no phone. There's no music. It's your breath. Yep. It's like a splash. Right. And it's just this like cathartic thing.
1: It really is. And I can appreciate that now. And I've said that as I've recently picked it up again. I'm like, I feel more free in here and just more, um, yeah, I guess free is the word or at peace. Yep. Um But if you aren't, great at swimming and it's not natural to Mm. me. I'm like, I love it. I Mm -hmm. feel confident. Mm -hmm. I can like get into my stroke, go back and forth, go back and forth. I'm not really, I'm tired. And and especially if I'm doing like drills and Mm -hmm. you know, working it, I'm tired, but sometimes I can just swim and I'm like, this is lovely. And I feel, I don't feel tired. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine if you're not great at swimming and yeah. you're just like battling the water, don't then it's heart less, <laughs> less peaceful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> does your, um, where does your head wander when you're swimming? It's since he's been picking it up lately. Is it? it
1: it's the same thing as meditating when you're meditating and you're like, mm. Oh my God, how'd I get over here? Mm. Why am I in that sec- sector mm. of my mind? Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing in swimming. I'm like, I didn't know I was needing to think about that. Mm. Or just like every worry you ever had yeah. is probably, you know, what you Bubbles think about.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so growing up, Obviously, you've kind of rattled off a bunch of things that you did, which are obviously serious. (laughs) So kind of go go into, um, go into some of those athletic adventures you had. Yeah,
1: my God. Well, I played soccer, like on my high school soccer team. And I played field hockey, seriously enough, I guess, to get scouted. And what happens in the field hockey world is, and I'm not sure if this is in every world with scholarships, but you have to actually make the team in order to get a scholarship. Yeah. So you like get Mm -hmm. offered this, but like contingent on going to a tryout and I making gotcha. sure that you're good enough, yep. I suppose. Yep. Um, so I shortly yep. before I was going to Edmonton blew out my knee, my ACL and, um, Playing? didn't have the opportunity to even play, yep. but that was the original intent in going to Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And I did this convenient knee injury, like right before I was going,
0: did you, um, were you like, um, Alberta team, like field hockey, like no, that kind of caliber? I, um,
1: I played like Cause I'm not making an excuse for myself, but in BC it's very competitive. So I didn't play on the BC team, but I
0: played on like the regional, which was still real deal. It's real. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So blow your knee out.
1: Yeah. Blow my knee out, but I'm still like, okay, I'm going to Edmonton.
0: And what were you going to (laughs) take?
1: Nutrition. Yeah. And, um, was
0: it, was the nutrition thing like in high school? Did you always know what you were going to,
1: I think because of having that, you know, interest in the biggest loser and, uh, reading nutrition labels and just knowing that I, at least, I mean, you're so directionalist when you're a teenager. So I at least had like some idea of what was interesting to me. Mm -hmm. And I guess that was it. And so it was always a thing. And like I said, my parents wouldn't have been surprised. um, But I don't know if I knew seriously what I was doing.
0: Did they, um, you grew up in a a wildly athletic house. Yeah. Like triathlon is.
1: It's no joke. No joke. Oh my God. And I, I know I did them. They're crazy.
0: So. And this is no dig. When you're, when you're growing up in that family, you're that, that athletic, are you actually, you know, are you counting calories? Are you worried about that thing at a young age, no, like, like performance wise or anything?
1: You know what? The first time I had any kind of concept that food is a, is fuel or yep. like I could, um, you know, construct a diet that would best support my athletic pursuits was probably in field hockey. I had this like a crazy ice Icelandic, is that what we call them? Icelandic coach. And he was just like, what I perceived was out there. Mm. And he would make us, um, after our practices we'd or games, we'd have uh, chocolate milk. And he was explaining the benefits of that and why, you mm. know, I can't even remember now why mm. chocolate milk is like, you know, the thing that we fuel, refuel with, but he, he's the first to talk about that. Mm. And I found that like very interesting that I was like "Mm, refueling. So that was probably the first time I had even a concept of it. Mm. But I do think like my parents probably modeled, you know, what proper fueling is. Um, Don't know if they fully know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you run the risk of it becoming toxic too, if you're so, so athletic, but also, um, trying to eat healthy, there's like an inherent risk that it could be toxic. But oh. I didn't feel that at the time, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Um, when did you do your first triathlon?
1: Oh, like 11 years old.
0: No way. Yeah. Like a full on? Oh, yeah.
1: I like I swam across the lake when I was eight years old. There's this race in Kelowna where you, you swim. Yep. Uh, it's called Swim Across the Lake. Yep. Um, it's like three kilometers. And <laughs> everyone, just like a huge group of people, we swim across the lake, and that's an event. And I think, yeah, I think I was probably eight doing that one and then 11 or so or younger doing mm. a triathlon. Crazy. But they're all like relative. You know, when you do now, like the distance, I'm sure. it's. I guess it's relative. But it, yeah. at the when I look at it now, I'm like, aw. Do
0: you, do you remember what the distances were?
1: <laughs> it's like a, and I shouldn't knock it. I'm like, probably couldn't do it now.
0: <laughs> but it was like. <laughs> Most people. But
1: I know. It was like a, probably like a 500 meter swim yeah. with like a, five kilometer bike and then like a one kilometer run.
0: Um, what kind of bike were you on?
1: Oh God, I have no idea.
0: Like, a like like some little mini road road bike. bike? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Something, something cute. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, that's crazy. It's, it's, a um, to be around that kind of athleticism and Mm -hmm. is a way different, um, upbringing.
1: Yeah. And I don't think I would have known that, Mm. you know, I think now I can see that and they're still doing things like that. And when my mom is talking about her training schedule, yep. I'm like, "Y'all's are crazy." <laughs> like,
0: do you? yes, they're crazy. Do mm-hmm. you, Do you also is it like a check and a balance in your life at all? Has it been over the years
1: in terms of like how much I'm outputting? And just even
0: you just even like keeping health and fitness and nutrition like somewhat top of mind. Totally.
1: And I've only in the last maybe like five years realized that like it's not like I have a I wouldn't say it's a bad relationship with it by any means but it's almost an expectation that like I ha- I'm going to be active yep. in the day yep. probably every day mm-hmm. or like that's what that's what you do yep. you know and so I think I've reflected and you know my job has me on my feet and mm-hmm. that's activity but mm-hmm. if it's not like a formal activity or exercise you know that can feel like I didn't do yep. what you're supposed to do yeah, yeah, yeah. so I do check with myself and I'm like should you be should you like do you need to do that and i think having the examples of people that are always training for an event which i think is different than Mm. because i think it requires a little bit more you have goals to meet you have you know training sessions that you have to do it's all set out um so i can kind of separate that that is for a specific event Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily need to be a lifestyle Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah so Interesting. Now as an adult, for sure.
0: Yeah. There's <laughs> all these balances, right? Like yeah. to be like the everyday athlete, but own your own business <sighs> and, 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 and yeah. is like you I need know. a lot of time. Yeah. Um, so Edmonton, blow your knee out.
1: <laughs> like Blow my knee out. Still going to Edmonton. Cause what else am I going to do? I've yeah. already, I'm going to the school and nutrition, nutrition. Yep. And yeah, it's a, it's a really hard program, <laughs> which I didn't expect. And I, I, First of all, I didn't know that it was like a, I don't think you do know these things when you're young. Maybe people did better check-ins than I did on what to get, what, what you should expect like out of your program. But oh. I didn't even, I don't even think I knew it was a bachelor of science, which was oh. very. A bit
0: surprising. of an oversight. <laughs>
1: it was a bit of an oversight. And I was like chemistry, <laughs> I'm interested in food. So it was really hard. And, yep. um, at U of A, I don't know when, you did you go to university? Oh,
0: well, funny you ask. <laughs> Tell me. No, I dropped out of Mount Royal three times. <laughs> and it's like, get the, it? It's so way the, too hard. The only reason that, the only reason I say that is because it's like this ongoing thing in my shtick. I'm just, all, yeah. I, it always comes up, and I'm yeah. happy to say, like, God, no, I hate school.
1: Right, but don't you think nowadays it's so much more acceptable, if you will, to just not go to school? I'm like, we, I think the gen Z generation is like, I don't need school. I'm famous <laughs> for I, TikTok.
0: I don't know. Well, and, and, and that's part of it. Right? I think yeah. there's, there's more creative options out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Back then there was, there was more structure. There's engineers, doctors, lawyers. There's s- specific things you need a piece of paper to do. Totally. And I think the creative options weren't there. Mm-hmm. So we just couldn't see them. So we didn't know. Exactly. So I agree. Like I
1: felt like a failure if yeah, you didn't yeah. complete the, you know, conventional route. Totally. So. I was didn't know that it was science based, and mm-hmm. it was very challenging. And at U of A, at least they rated you graded you on the curve, and yeah. so you're marked against your peers. Mm-hmm. And that was also an oversight because that's crazy when a lot of people used it as their like pre med right. um, route. Crazy. and so it's just like so many Type A people within the program, and mm. me too. <laughs> then I developed into that, and like just. Had a wealth of stress in my existence, um, but I completed the degree, and um, you did, eh? I did it. I yeah. thought you were
0: going the other way. No, no, I did it. Wow, good. Did you. it, but it
1: was it was challenging and definitely like re reworked my nervous system into some poorly developed <clears throat> stress management system. Were you good in school? Yeah, like, I mean, not my first year. But I, I mean,
0: I'm like high school.
1: I think I was all right. I was fine, yes. I got okay, like good enough grades. Yep. Um, but I definitely uh, paid little attention and, you know, valued my social life over mm-hmm. my grades and mm-hmm. didn't try. Yep. And then this proved to be not a great strategy when in my first year of university, I was put on academic probation. Oh, you were
0: like, no, it you was were sliding. Bad.
1: It was being. It was just having fun. <laughs> and it wasn't fun when I got put on the probation, but I cleaned it up and I yep. ended up, you know, leaving university with good marks so
0: um surprising that you actually like I'm sure there was Made moments it. yeah moments that you're just <laughs> like this is not good I'm is sure not everyone
1: wondered after the academic probation yes yeah. I'm sure it was definitely I was like is this for me
0: yeah.
1: um but I think I just needed to have some more discipline and yeah. not have so much fun mm-hmm. and figure it out mm-hmm. so yeah I did
0: um are you working as you're going to university or what are you doing
1: yeah actually Good questions. These are things I haven't like thought about in Good so questions. long. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Good. Oh my God, you do this for a living? Wow. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do this for I fun. Get it. <laughs> Shoot. Um, yeah, I, uh, what'd I do? Oh, I served. This yep. is, we were talking off camera about how my only experience in the restaurant industry was serving at yep. a restaurant, Joey's, in Edmonton. Yep. So I did that. Um, I would cry before most of my shifts because they were just too late and mm. I didn't want to... <laughs> i wanted to study or mm-hmm. like i was stressed uh, so i did love that um and i did work in the mornings i would work at a daycare um and i'd get there at like 6 mm-hmm. 6 30 and then i'd go to school and then i'd work at another daycare after school um and i had some other side gigs yep. throughout but i can't i don't even remember yep. but yes i worked the whole time through mm-hmm. university and Probably added to my stress. <laughs> Just put it
0: all together. Go figure. <laughs> um, so, what happens after university? Where you? So, so you got this fancy degree.
1: Yes. Oh, here's a job I worked. This kind of paints the picture of my story. The girl I own the restaurant with. Her name's Ali, and her and I met in university. Okay. We ended up living together.
0: Uh, same program, different program. Different
1: program, totally okay. different school. Actually, her okay. background is in broadcast television, mm. which is this is an interesting <laughs> melding yeah. of ourselves but we became buddies and we worked for this promotions company when and we both worked for them and um she moves out to Toronto with this promotions and marketing company Mm -hmm. and um it's like my side thing it's her side thing too but she took it a little seriously went out there and um she could do her videography stuff um meanwhile I'm just like harassing people on the streets to play my activation you know so her role was a little more serious she moves to Toronto and I'm Pretty aimless myself after university. I travel for a long time, yep. and I um, work for this marketing company. Yep. I work in research at the U of A because um, you didn't
0: know what you wanted to do with this kinda. thing.
1: Usually, this is what happened. Usually, within the nutrition degree, you would do a um, dietetic internship after to become a dietitian, okay. and. You go through this what's called a mma it's a multi-mini interview process it's this was the same that they used for med school and um you do a bunch of different things including like um case studies that you're timed on and you have a like how we're sitting right now i have to plead the case of Mm -hmm. what i think with this this Mm -hmm. particular case study and just anyway it's a lot of pressure and if you get through that you go on to do your internship which is a year post-grad unpaid etc but you get placed you do clinical placements and you become a dietitian and i didn't get in and then i gave up (laughs) on that dream and was like what do i want to do i don't even know if i want to do that Mm. essentially and um
0: which gets uncomfortable gets uncomfy because you're like yeah you're into this
1: totally and i'm like oh no (laughs) when i have a degree in nutrition what else do i apply it towards if i'm not being a dietitian
0: Like a real, it's a real internal conversation. It was. Yeah.
1: And at the time my priorities were like, I'm young and I'm fun. <laughs> and I think I oh, I had just got out of a long relationship yeah. and I was like, what, what doing, mm-hmm. what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Um, so I applied for a master's of public health at that point. Um, I've also been living at home at this point randomly and like, mm-hmm. you don't, I don't want to live with my parents yeah. and it's, that's too much. And, um. So Ali is like, oh, you want to come, you're going to come to Toronto to do your master's. You should come. I'm house sitting for our boss in Toronto at this promotions and marketing company. You should just come stay here for a couple months and I have no plans. So I go and a couple months turns into years okay. in Toronto. Um, and Allie and I are having so much fun. Yep. Still working for this company. We're traveling. We're mm-hmm. doing all the things, but I'm still looking to like apply my degree and maybe become an adult mm-hmm. and do something adulty. And Ali is a pretty serial entrepreneur yep. type, and so she pitches this idea to me because it's very popular in Toronto, the plant-based movement at this time. This is like 2014,
0: okay.
1: And I'm seeing it with my own eyes. Toronto is totally going vegan and it seems really, really popular and trendy.
0: What did you think of Toronto? I loved it. No. I know.
1: I know. I thought I'd hate it. When I when I was going there, I was like, big city. Gross. Where is the where is this place? Everywhere. We did um we we shared a bed for a year. Like it was just we were doing the young person thing. Um yeah, it was just it was a fun, fun time. But we yeah, we were all over. I thought Toronto was so cool. No way. Maybe because of the phase of my life that I was in where I was like no responsibilities and still and that promotion have company
0: so you're just you're at totally. events all the time meeting people at events, all these exactly things.
1: and I think Toronto was so diverse I love that I love the food scene mm. um and you could be whoever you want in Toronto and maybe I felt that maybe yeah. I was like I just can redo. reinvent myself mm. and I'm out of this relationship I'm out of the structure of yeah. my you know um school program which yep. was like intense and so maybe I just felt a little free but that would probably inform why I liked it mm-hmm. um a lot of people don't like it. It sounds like you don't.
0: <laughs> so I was there for I don't know, eleven months. Nice it's like two thousand one ish. Worked for this big web design company. Made no money. Lived in a basement suite. This shithole. Of course. Uh, so you had no money. You couldn't go out. Mm-hmm. And and and.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was horrible. He <laughs> like, did it. It was just it was just a shitty experience. That 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 all being said. Yeah. The coolest thing about Toronto was the music scene.
1: Right, there's so much. Yeah. We always went to live music.
0: Yeah. And yeah, it was like so. I found I found this this DJ in Toronto that was um, he was playing a very similar style to DJ Rice from Calgary, oh. and I found him in Toronto. I was like, holy shit! So then I just followed him around every weekend, whatever gig he was His playing. Groupie? Yep. <laughs> I'm just this random guy from Calgary, no friends. I would show up to these. D-
1: He's calling security on you. No, He's like, like this would... guy's back again. He's <laughs> like,
0: I'm not like Ray creepy. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, Ray. <laughs> Sorry, Ray. Um, but that was it. So yeah. I found this guy and he was very like welcoming and and um, mm. introduced me to this, like where I could find the music and who this who, who nice. are the artists. And I'll, So anyways, I left Toronto. And then when I left, I bought $700 worth of records.
1: Oh my God.
0: I was like, I'm going to be a DJ. <laughs> I,
1: I have a career. And
0: then moved to Calgary. Moved and then back did you to become Calgary. a DJ? Yeah. Did, I DJed around town for like eight, nine years.
1: I never knew. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, he so inspired you to... Go on that yep. that path. That's yeah, so amazing. I, so if I
0: didn't go to Toronto, that wouldn't have happened. So
1: we're all I, just placed where we're supposed to. The yes. universe knows. That's cool.
0: So I can't rip Toronto. No, you can't. All that it much. Provided
1: you your path.
0: Yeah, totally. So anyway, so, so that's why. <laughs> and me it,
1: too, actually. So yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's funny every time someone says Toronto. I always get kind of riled up because I fucking hate it.
1: I hate that place. Yeah. I get why people hate it. I'm like, it's a big old city with like yeah. kind of rude people. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But if I felt like if you went like a little underground, which sounds like you did. Yeah. So still hated it. Yeah. But I felt like there was so much to offer mm-hmm. and you could be who you wanted. Mm-hmm. I could be a different person Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. And I could be accommodated, you know.
0: Do you think you could go back there now and enjoy it? No. Isn't that interesting? Yeah.
1: I know it was a select time in my life. It was like the perfect time. Perfect time. And I know Allie and I talk about it all the time. When we came, we moved to Calgary um, on a whim to open this place. And I felt weirdly sad about leaving Toronto. I did not expect it. I was like, love this place. I Mm -hmm. can't believe we're leaving. And it was nice to leave on a high because I I left Edmonton on a real low. Was Mm -hmm. like, fuck this place. (laughs) And I'm never coming back. (laughs)
0: I'm out. (laughs) I'm
1: out forever. And you know, didn't have great feelings about Kelowna and like yep. I feel I've left most places kind of ready to go and yep. in leaving Toronto not ready to go, it holds a special place. The memory is locked yeah, yeah, in yeah, as yeah. like only it's good. good. Yeah, yeah. It never got to be bad, so.
0: um, so sorry I interrupted you. That's a uh, Tangent. 2014.
1: Yeah. 2014. Oh, <laughs> Should, oh. the plant-based movement. Yeah,
0: so you guys, are, so you're seeing things? Are you actually going to try things? Yeah. And P- uh, before we go there, are you, um, when you're deciding to eat out yeah. over all the years, were you making like, Do you make, where you and do you make conscious decisions to like source, to find interesting places or Mm -hmm. specific styles or?
1: So yeah, interesting you say before, um, I guess to rewind my style of eating has actually always, even through university has been pretty vegan. Um, I didn't think I even knew what vegan was, uh, but I just like didn't really like eating meat and I cooked in that fashion and I was doing like black bean brownies, when it wasn't cool Mm -hmm. you know and i felt like inspired to do that it felt healthy to me so restaurant choices would usually reflect that or i love trying like you know different ethnic cuisines so always down to eat some weird Mm -hmm. um and i think toronto really catered to that and ali and i actually we we lived in portugal for a little bit within Mm -hmm. this time and a huge inspiration for us. And the local aspect was um, we were at an eco lodge and it was just way in the mountains of Portugal and they grew absolutely everything, including like the lamb that we killed and ate for dinner and the olives were put into olive oil that was used for cooking. Mm -hmm. So sourcing, which reminded me of childhood directly from the source was um, inspiring and Mm -hmm. kind of fueled our concept for what we have here.
0: Was that the, was that trip? start of it like the conversation probably
1: was that probably was i think we toyed around like toronto i think inspired the vegan concept um
0: just because it's coming up it's it's, it's, it's gonna be a thing
1: yeah and she's she's got a mind that she's like we should capitalize on this and make a business and that is not i cannot say that's my brain i'm not like as a Maybe not as risky, I don't know. But yeah. I just like don't, didn't think it would be a business. You and would have so, never gone there. I probably wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm like entrepreneur, entrepreneurial at heart. Yep. Like I, I can like it and appreciate it now and yep. it's nice working for yourself. Mm-hmm. But I mean like, she might, maybe Allie probably finds it exciting to work, to like make your decisions like that. Yeah. I have like extreme anxiety about decisions and mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. so I'm like I don't know if that's exactly, but that's why we're a good team because yeah. she she goes there. But yeah, I uh, I think the Portugal trip really kind of nailed it in for us. That what year was this. This was in that was probably in 2015, and then we opened up. 2016.
0: So you leave Toronto. So
1: we leave Toronto. You leave
0: Toronto to come to Calgary, to 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 start this business?
1: So we started this like pre-planning. She pitches me the idea. In Toronto? In Toronto. And I'm kind of like... What does this
0: look like? What does the pre-planning pitch look like?
1: I think I was actually at home in Kelowna and I get like a super casual Facebook message from her, which we have it saved. And I'm like, why were we communicating through Facebook? (laughs) Or maybe I was traveling. I have no idea. But I'm like, that seems so strange for our relationship, but okay. And she's super casual about it. She's like, hey... Um, actually she says something like, I saw this place in Toronto here that makes black bean brownies and I thought of you and that you like that stuff. And I think that we should start a cafe that's vegan and, um, has black bean brownies on the menu, something like that, Mm -hmm. like super casual. Mm -hmm. And I said, casually, like not thinking about it, like I'm in. And then we really did it, which is. So psycho. And what does
0: that mean? Did it? So what, what is was so like? I like to right. I what? like to understand the journey because totally. that's where all the like. Oh
1: and then we just popped up here, and we I mean, were
0: that's it. Oh yeah,
1: We um. I guess I'm like trying to think of.
0: You talked about it, and you'd like pen to paper. You draw it out. Is this like
1: not initially? I think it was um just a loose idea for mm-hmm. a minute, and then in being directionless, I think we both were like well we have this one direction it's that thing we talked about and from there we did start planning in toronto and kind of cute we had our very first meeting which was like so hilarious to do with a friend we had this structured meeting where we took meeting minutes no way. and why'd you do that i don't know because
0: <laughs> you thought that's how like business totally. yeah
1: we were like is this professional for us? are we doing this we right? like sat across from each other at this this i know it's so it's so funny to reflect <laughs> on the things that you do because i'm like what why mm-hmm. stupid um but we had a meeting and we had like our pa- pen and paper yeah. and um at a restaurant yeah and it was called um i'm gonna fuck this up but i think it was called the restaurant the like little cafe in our like wayward neighborhood in toronto where we were just there for like three weeks mm-hmm. like couch surfing we forever had our password was the name of the the cafe where Mm -hmm. it all started, um, which now I forget. Um, But it was just like a really cute um, beginning. And we both had no idea about business. I knew some food stuff and she is very smart and knew stuff from her own, you know, being smart. Um, But like we know nothing about business. We truly know nothing. We also don't know much about the food industry Mm -hmm. aside from like both having separate gigs, you know serving um so we create this concept which hilariously stayed a little true to form um we i think we just dreamed together we were like oh my god we should have it in a little house and maybe we can live up in the upstairs of the house and we can have the restaurant in the basement Mm -hmm. and you know had this concept that we kind of have now our our cafes in a house we don't live there but you know it's funny how that actually came to
0: be do you give that any thought about like Putting, saying it out loud, putting it out to the universe and, yeah. the, and it actually plays out.
1: I'd like to say that I put more conscious effort into that. Yeah. Um, I do trust the universe and, you know, make an effort to align my intentions with what I want. Um, but at the time it did, that wouldn't have been a no, conscious no, no, no. effort. But now to
0: look back on it and just be like,
1: that happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever lately, have you been in a situation where you like, you're thinking something and you actually start talking about it and then it plays out
1: hmm not that i can think of
0: Mm.
1: but it is cool to reflect on like you know if i didn't make this literal like left turn and end up at that place this would have never happened and much to like Mm. us speaking about our journeys if Mm. you never were in toronto so i like give a lot of reflective credit Mm. to those type of happenings and yeah it's it's cool to see Just all those things that, you know, if that happened a different way, we Mm -hmm. wouldn't be here. So that's why I trust the universe because I'm like, we're supposed to be where we're at, you know?
0: Which is, yeah. Yeah. It's it's comforting to be able to say that. It is. Um, So after your little meeting notes, what's Mm -hmm. actually...
1: God, Um, a bunch of nonsense because we're blind leading the blind. We are just literally, we're just throwing out ideas and I think... Actually, like, I credit Ali for totally, like, creating a structure because I just was probably following her structure mm-hmm. <laughs> of, like, what, this is what this looks like and maybe we should create a menu. And we – I don't have a satisfying answer of, like, what exactly we talked about and did in that time. Um, but we did decide we should do a Kickstarter to fund our restaurant. Mm-hmm. And that was completely arbitrary because I don't know if you're familiar with the crowdfunding Kickstarter. Um, mm mm-hmm. But basically, you're asking people yep. for money in exchange for incentives, and they have like incentive categories yep. that are bigger. The bigger the donation,
0: it'd be like cookies for life for a hundred bucks.
1: Literally, yep. free coffee. Yep. Or ours was like get a menu item named after you, which we actually had to stick to. So some of our menu items were like the lesson Peter, which people were like, "What is what
0: is that?" <laughs> don- don- donator number one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> totally.
1: So we set out this goal with the kickstarter which you have to do up front and yep. you if for those that don't know you have to meet your goal your funding goal in a 30 day campaign okay um and if you don't then everybody gets sent their money back okay. and at this point you've probably invested money in like cuz you have to create a little you know, campaign video and mm-hmm. you have to put a lot of effort into it. Like Do you
0: need website, logo, any of that mm, stuff?
1: I'm not sure we did, <laughs> but probably. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, so you have to, you know, you put a lot of probably money and just mostly effort in. Yeah. Um, and we put our goal to like this arbitrary $38,000, which like in hindsight is so modest to yeah. start a restaurant, yeah, yeah. but it totally displays our, how naive we are mm-hmm. uh, at the time and still but we meet our funding goal and days. we're still, so yeah. there's
0: 38 grand in 30 days. Yeah. And this is just like sourcing your own personal networks? So
1: you source your, you go through your immediate network yep. and, you know, this is,
0: hey go good to have lots out. of Facebook friends because yep. yeah,
1: that's your main platform. Mm-hmm. I think at the time I don't even, I'm like, was there, yeah, there was Instagram, but you're yep. doing it through Facebook and yep. through, Kickstarter has its own website and mm-hmm. I randomly I think people...
0: Just search opportunities? I believe
1: people yep. do that. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you do, but I've never known, I've never gone to Kickstarter and been like, that. yeah, <laughs> just browsing. What could I yeah, put money I, towards yeah. in Calgary? So a lot of people we didn't know in Calgary cool. donated money. And like, it'd be like 25 bucks, but I'm like, why would you do that, Amanda, who doesn't know us?
0: Do you know these people?
1: Most of them? Some of them? Yes. I shouldn't say most of them. A uh, Majority? Yes. Like oh. ni- Like my parents, yeah, which yeah. I'm like, but these don't randoms. patronize me but
0: the randoms <laughs>
1: but the randoms uh, some of them yeah. um yeah, it was really humbling mm-hmm. to have support like that because you'd it'd be like Frank like our our promotions and marketing company, Frank, the CEO who I'm not sure knows a damn thing about me is donating a thousand dollars and I'm like, that's sweet, Frank mm-hmm. you know so it was super um yeah humbling. We yeah. felt really grateful uh, and then yeah, we did that while we were in t- Toronto. And now we have to find a place in Calgary. Now you got 38 grand. Now we have 38 grand. And we're like... You got to do something. How do we... Where do we spend? What's a priority? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: No idea. Mm. Um, No idea. So we have come up with a name for ourselves. And at the time, we're called Raw Eatery and Market for kind of unknown reasons. I'm not sure even why we chose that. I think we did think that we were going to do mostly raw food. I think. (laughs) We must have because that's what we stuck to. Um, And the eatery is the restaurant portion and the cafe or the market is what we hoped to be like a locally sourced market with, Mm -hmm. you know, supporting our local people. And um, that's where we spent a lot of our money was our inventory towards this market, which some, we learned the hard way that like things expire when they're Mm. not selling and you have bought so much of it. So we learned a lot of things the hard way, but we come to Calgary, it's a long story. We don't have, um, we have a place And we have all of our branding towards this place. We've had this place inspected. The rent was like 12 grand. It was a place in Kensington. Wow. And we're so naive. We're like 12 grand would be so easy for us to afford every month. Like truly, what are you thinking? That's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And we thought we'd have like some yoga that we could sublet. and
0: It was like a big vision.
1: It was a large vision. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm proud of us for thinking that but i'm like practically i don't know and i think a lot of our support you know network was like are you sure Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we were like definitely (laughs) (laughs) it's not gonna fail (laughs) so thank god that this landlord actually did end up pulling out because he was like you are Mm -hmm. young babies Mm -hmm. and have no experience and i just don't trust that this will be successful so actually i'm glad he did that yes and We get out of this meeting where we're like, oh, we have all this money. We're like, we've dedicated everything to this business and now it's not happening. Mm -hmm. And we, this is in Kensington, we walk by on our way home to our home that we now have an apartment here and no source of income. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, this little spot says for lease. Let's just call the number, call the number. I think the guy comes like immediately. And within that same day, we have signed a lease in a new place that we had no no intention of being in. We're completely rolling with the punches. It's in a basement. It's not ideal. It's a lot, it's less money, but like still a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, And then we stay there for five years. No way. Yeah. and um, Where was it? It's right in Kensington. I always reference Peacock Boutique, but it's, that's a women's clothing <laughs> consignment store. So I'm not sure if everyone knows, um, but it's right across from like Hayden Block. Oh, okay. Yeah. In the oh, basement okay. there. Yeah. Was
0: there a wine bar there? Is there a wine bar close to it? It's across
1: the street. Like, you know where the Jugo juice was? Yep. It's, um, you know where Polchinella is? Yep. It was right next door to that, east
0: of that. Okay. So, like, basement, not ideal for traffic. No. But there is people around there. Yeah. So, it's not a horrible idea.
1: And we, like, weirdly, not weirdly, should be supporting ourselves more than that. We we boomed like for us, like we were in the Herald and like we no had way. lineups out the door. No and way. we just like it was so Why? It was so makeshift. It was so funny. Cause we had no experience also. I had never we are just also like people that like to sometimes cook in mm-hmm. our life. At mm-hmm. this point, I'm holding a knife wrong. Like I don't know how I've I like? served at Joey's like occasionally. Mm-hmm. It's like bad. Like mm-hmm. we're learning on the fly. Like yep. I remember we had our table set up at this spot where we were prepping in front of people and just like, honestly, so makeshift. And I'm like trying to take someone's order and I like slice my finger open with a bread knife and just bleeding and like, no idea how to, what, do, what now? <laughs> There's a lineup at the door. Like we were just.
0: What were you selling?
1: At this point we're selling um, salads, you yeah. know, and like vegan food yeah. Um, and we still have some of the same menu items yeah. from the beginning. So I'm so- like, we maintained our concept.
0: So this thing opens up, it kind of catches fire quicker than you expected. Totally. Caught you off guard. Completely. Um, and you made a run there for five years? Yeah. And so, you know, you kind of like, you downplay uh, what you're good at and, you know, the <laughs> skills it takes to pull this off. <laughs> it
1: was so a lot. So
0: some, somewhere along the lines, you're like, okay, we have to figure out a few things. I fig- The lights are on, I figured this out. Yeah. So when, is it, when does it start when did the lights come on for you? When your things start feeling like, okay, now we got something versus like cutting your mm-hmm. fingers while people are watching you?
1: I think we ran on adrenaline. Like if I reflect, I'm like, it's good we did that when we were really young because we were also open seven days a week, eight uh,
0: to eight. Oh, you were going.
1: We were going. And I think that, yeah, in retrospect, I'm like, probably was not great for the nervous system or like any anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think adrenaline fueled us through that. And yep. during that period, I was like, loving it. The groove was awesome. I'm like, oh, look at us. We've like at this point priced our menu items too low. Like we're just, Mm -hmm. I don't know if we're like successful in the financial sense at that time. And you know, we were just trying our best, but I think we learned so much and that was through a lot of failures, Mm -hmm. which I often like to tell people that are interested in, yep. you know, going on a similar or, yep. or different entrepreneurial venture.
0: Isn't it interesting though? It's funny. Um, I'm going to interrupt you. No. Um, the highlights, people always see the end results mm-hmm. and they, they rarely hear this piece, right? right? Like it's the so actual, important. the journey and that all the yeah. bumps along the way. So oh I think God. it's, it's cool that it's cool that you already have those conversations, yeah. which is great. Cause that yeah. this is like,
1: I would love to paint like a more realistic picture for people when it comes to what for us at but, least a brick and mortar place, like mm-hmm. what that actually looks like. Yeah. Because I think, I think we're a little proud in our society to be like so open about the failures. And yeah. I think we should, we should be, I'm like, why don't we yeah. talk about it realistically? Yeah. Um, you know, and <laughs> yeah, we definitely, <laughs> so I don't think we perceived them all as failures by any means, but I think we were like, well, <laughs> we're not doing that again. Or
0: lesson learned, lesson
1: learned, or I mean, a lot of it, we didn't know what we didn't know. So there was a lot of pleading ignorant Mm -hmm. and that works for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the lights turned on. When we started hiring some employees, um, I think there's like a renewed sense of responsibility that you have to be a little bit more structured, Yeah, you know? Like your
0: overhead, you got rent payment, food costs. All of a sudden you bring somebody in. Now I bring staff in. And then what? Oh my God, yeah. this is
1: And like, I just figured out how to like, reduce my, my waste each week because like, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of your biggest expenses. Mm-hmm. Like the things I'm learning, mm-hmm. you know, and still like YouTube is great also for learning things. Like I, poor Allie is, does a lot of our accounting and yep. she's like, might as well be an accountant at this point mm-hmm. because she's had to do so much stuff, but she's, we've learned through the process. And yep. yeah, I think when we had employees, I was like, time to be serious about it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I Get
0: think, the back
1: <laughs> God, I think there's always like a sense of imposter syndrome, no matter what. Like, I think we still feel that sensation for and sure. I'm not sure, you know, when that ever fades.
0: I don't think it, you know what? It's funny. It's funny you say that. So I had this guy on the show, Russell Broom. Mm-hmm. He's um, one of Canada's most like, one of the best guitar players in Canada. Oh my God. Tour with Jan Arden for like 15 years. He's like yeah. in the music scene. He's, he's the guy. He said to me, he's like, in your 20s and 30s, you're just trying to figure it out. The imposter syndrome is real because you're just, you know, you're trying to do things. You're hoping you're getting better at things, but it's serious. He said, when you hit 40, it starts to go away.
1: Oh, bless. So, <laughs> I can't wait.
0: <laughs> and he was just, um, yeah, it was really funny. He was, he was soon as, the, as soon as the topic came up, he knew right away. He's like, 20s and 30s, it's the real deal. You suffer from it all the time. The 40s, you're like, it's on.
1: I'm so glad to know that because- I think we're all victim to, you know, comparing and having that looming over us that Mm -hmm. we're just like not quite as good as someone else or like they have it figured out. But I think like a comforting notion to me is no one has it figured out, even those that you think do. And like, as is evidence actually through the pandemic and not that I want to feel validation through anyone's failures, but in our neck of the woods, there's been so many closures, restaurant Mm -hmm. closures. And and I've always thought like, oh, damn. I thought they knew what they were doing yeah for sure but they closed you know and yep. there's just a kind of that
0: yep.
1: introspection where you're like maybe i'm okay mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I do
0: you know what i'm doing mm-hmm. um so what is your five years there yeah it's going good like is it good the whole time we, sorry what's hmm. the what's the run what's the year year date?
1: it's 2016 to
0: 2021. okay Right. We were there for a long
1: Yeah. And like th- at this point, like a pandemic is happening. What was and it called? It was called Raw Eatery and Market at the time. Yeah. Okay. So, and it's, um, so you went
0: with that name. We went with
1: that name. And then we now have since yep. rebranded. Um, but. What's we, sorry? It's Monday's Plant Cafe now. Yeah. Now it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know, okay.
0: I know that. I know enough.
1: <laughs> you said you don't look into anything. <laughs> I
0: do like the bare minimum. Okay, you got that. <laughs> so I knew that. <laughs> um, what's interesting is just that. Um, like five years in a space, building something, Mm -hmm. you know, figuring out your menu, sourcing all your stuff. Like Mm -hmm. how are people finding out about you? Is the vegan community like just, oh my God, there's finally a good option. So you're just like, yeah, they they found you.
1: It's so interesting because I'm like, how did we market? Like what was successful? And I often try to ask our customers, like, how did you find out about Mm -hmm. us? Because I want to know what our best source of being discovered is. And, um, a, weirdly a fair bit from like newspaper yeah. articles, which we had, we had several. And, um,
0: what's that feel like, by the way,
1: you're like, I'm famous <laughs> <laughs> actually for the Herald, which I didn't know was like a big publication. Um, we, we really flew by the seat of our pants, like, which is not my personality, mm-hmm. but for years I was just like a yes person, <laughs> like just completely flexible, mm-hmm. just like not attached to anything. Um, so this is kind of, part of that they're like we're coming in for a photo shoot and I fully forget that we're having a photo shoot for this like big Mm -hmm. we're on like the front page and like it's a big full page thing about us I do yeah I was like didn't have a clue and I come and I'm like it doesn't matter I'm sure people wouldn't think I look bad but I look my worst i could ever look like did not prepare whatsoever he's interviewing us i'm like will have no idea what i'm talking about it was just like a complete disaster and like that's just like represents Mm -hmm. how we were for Mm -hmm. that amount of time but things like that which you're unprepared for and you have to say quotes that people read yeah um and i think just like the vegan community is actually rather strong. Yeah. There's like a kind of underground mm-hmm. world there that mm-hmm. I don't, if you're not vegan, I'm not sure you know about. So there's this Facebook group called Calgary Vegans and Vegetarians. And it's like, I don't know how many members now, but I bet it's like 12,000 members strong. Yeah. And so we we relied on that a lot. And yeah. people posted about us or we mm-hmm. would post. Um,
0: so the, the product was good.
1: I think so.
0: Like I think cause so. Because obviously like... You can create hype around something, yeah, and if somebody comes, to back to, it up. yeah, they don't experience a good if they don't have a good experience, it's kind of yeah.
1: I think like we we have I'm happy to say we have good, great Google reviews yep. and people support us through that, which is really key these days. Like, how often do you look up a place you're gonna eat and you're like, what's their rating? That's and all... that dictates if you're going. Yeah, yeah, it's Isn't like crazy? it's yeah. So I'm, I'm like well aware that that's like a mm-hmm. huge factor for people, yep. and so I at our place now. I'm front of house and Allie's um, back of house. (laughs) That's how we, that's our places. And I know that both of us really try to make a customer experience great Mm -hmm. so that they're coming back and that takes like effort and she's making like the best quality food. And I'm like trying to, you know, make their day or something. And I think that's how we get a lot of our repeats and Mm -hmm. we have had some really amazing loyal um, regulars that have followed us from our old location to our new one. And yeah, I just feel like it's got such community vibes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how, <laughs> I hope that's how we're sticking at least in people's mind yeah. and the food. Yeah. Totally.
0: So yeah. Um, so what does it look like coming out of here? Like when you decide to switch locations, what's actually happening? Like what's, what's yeah. driving that change?
1: So we're at the end of our lease and right. our, our rent had gone up Astronomically, which is lopsided considering we were just going into a pandemic mm. where no one's making any yep. money. Yep. Um, so it was rough. That was a weird period. I feel like I'm sure everyone can agree, but that was like a strange vortex of time that mm. I'm like, I don't even remember. But I know at the beginning of the pandemic, we were in the, our old space and we were making takeout meals, yep. but it was just not very yep. functioning. And I think, it had lost that, um, vibe that we liked, totally lost it. And we had like everybody in Kensington who was in working those were, that was our customer base. That was like, you know, they'd come for lunch. It was Mm -hmm. reliable. And now everyone's working from home. Eight to eight, by the way, (laughs) we changed that over the years. That was in the more delusional phase. Okay. (laughs) That doesn't include like prepping and cleaning, you know? (laughs) So it was crazy. Um, but we had fun. Like we threw parties there and yep. it was, it was a fun space and like I was young it was okay. I could never do that now. Um, So we had lost that vibe and that community and we didn't have that clientele anymore. Yep. And so I think we were just a little disheartened by the space and we yep. wanted to move on and the end of our lease allowed us to do so. And yeah, we found this place in Bridgeland and we love our landlord it's so great. And it's a little, it's much less rent and it's a cute little house and yep. it kind of fits with that original manifestation, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Where is it? You can like give us a You know where exact? Luke's Drug Mart is oh, I know exactly Bridgeland. where this is. So it's really, it's like somebody a, else.
1: Oh, okay. If people don't know, it's on, um, Luke's Drug Mart is on 4th and we are a block north of that. So we're Edmonton Trail and 4th, everyone just calls it Edmonton Trail, I feel like, yep. but where it f- goes, yep. splits, mm-hmm. 4th is going towards the river. Little and, White House. Yeah. It's a little white house. Yeah, and it's very cute. So I
0: did my research. You
1: did. You know some stuff.
0: Just a couple of things. <laughs> um, so now that you're there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what's the, you rebranded.
1: We rebranded. What else has
0: kind of changed? Like, why the rebrand? Okay, Why the, the re-brand? rebrand? And then, like, yeah. what do you feel in this new place?
1: The rebrand was simply because we were like, why did we stick to this name raw? <laughs> we want to cook some stuff. Because it's aggressive. It's so aggressive. And, like, having to stay within that category Oh my God, I'm not that right. creative. Like yeah. I actually don't, I can only think of so many raw things. Yeah. Our intention also was to be seasonal
0: mm-hmm. and to
1: utilize like local stuff. So I'm like, oh, um, carrots and like, what can you eat raw that's like local yeah. and season? Like it was just so, we just like pigeonholed ourselves completely. Yeah. So then we were like, we need to escape this. And we were trying to c- discuss like, what do we even like? What's What do we like? And our day off was on Monday. And so we are like, Mondays is something that we love. Like, mutually, we love this day. And we thought that it could be a kind of double purpose where, you know, meatless Mondays or not that we want to subscribe yep. to diet culture. But, you know, people always want to eat healthy on Monday, start yep. over after the weekend. Yep. So we thought it could really be a double meaning where people would, you know, relate the two. Yep. Um, and Mondays have turned out to be like one of our busiest days, cool. which. You know, we didn't expect because it's an industry. The industry you don't Mondays are like, dead. yeah, so dead. Um, so yeah, what was the rest of the question? Uh, <laughs> I forget.
0: <laughs> the full name is Mondays.
1: Mondays Plant Cafe. Mm-hmm.
0: And what's it feeling like in the new space? Good. Like this is that community vibe is back. You're mm-hmm. like re-energized.
1: You know, we um, we took we really felt like. Again, we had that same vibe that when we first started at our old place, it was chaotic, but in a good way because it was overwhelming. And when we first opened at this location as well, um, same feeling. I was like, "Oh shit! Like mm. this is too much for us to handle. We need help!" Like mm. it, in a good way. Yep. Um, and it maintained itself for sure. But I think once people also get into their habits, and you know, they saw the new place, then yep. they're less inclined to like make it a regular stop. Um, so it's chilled out now, which is probably for the best. Yep. But yeah, we've been broken into six times. Yeah, seriously? Six times in two years. I know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So outside of that, yeah. it's great.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So what does it look like going forward? What do you, do you guys, you know, you're making fun of yourself the entire yeah. show about like not having a clue what's going on. <laughs> <and> Truly. Like, <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. Here mm-hmm. we are. Mm-hmm. So here you are. You have a cool little spot. We
1: have a cool little spot. In
0: this house. And... You've been operating now for years.
1: Years, yeah.
0: Do you do you see this turning into something? Do you have visions of where it's going to go? Or? Yeah.
1: I mean, so both Allie and I work, and I think it's a labor of love. Like, you know, mm-hmm. anyone who has their own business can attest to it. It's just you put in the hours and you like it. Yep. Weirdly, it's like a, you know, strange relationship. But I think our goals are to have it to be sustainable on its own, where we don't have to work every day, Um, which I totally see the potential in that. And I think what we're waiting for is Calgary to, you know, really take on the plant-based movement and to be, and we see it. Like I see the reception of plant-based eating being more popular and people are starting to subscribe to it. And so... I think we're just waiting for it to catch up and yep. to people to get there because mm-hmm. we're still like one of very few vegan places in Calgary. Yep. Um, so yeah, our goals, we we always want to make sure it's community based and we used to do like a lot of fun events. We'd like host in the pandemic, we had this thing called Street Food Saturdays where on cool. Saturday it would just be like a big block party. Um, so I think we're looking to incorporate more things like that mm. or workshops or make the space like when we originally thought in our $12,000 space that we could like sublet, you know, yep. make the space a little bit more community based in that way and mm-hmm. have people do whatever they want there, you know, do your meditation workshops, whatever.
0: Cool. Yeah. Do you, um, are you surprised where you are?
1: <laughs> I think like, it's healthy to be surprised. I think, you know, but yes. <laughs> for, for like
0: for me to hear the story the first time, mm-hmm. you know, you come out of, come out of university and you're like mm-hmm. missing it. Mm hmm. And then here you are. Fast forward all these years, and this is this is what it looks like. Could you have ever put this on the map?
1: No, it's such a trip to like think back and put yourself in your shoes as a you know wherever you know five years ago I couldn't imagine being here. And I do that all the time because I think it's like the most wild experience in your brain to be like think back when you were twenty was Mm -hmm. this your life? Mm -hmm. And no, (laughs) like I said, I'm like pretty structured and usually. I think a little bit more conventional or I don't know, I don't know. Um, But I didn't expect to be doing this, but I love it. And nothing beats truly being your own boss. And, you know, I remember being at other jobs and looking at the clock and being like, like fuck my life, I have 20 20 minutes, minutes," you know, and just like resenting Mm -hmm. my life because of it. You spend so much of your life at work. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And I say all the time that I, Not one day, and like in my like so sincerely, I've never dreaded going to work. I've actually more often than not been excited. I'm Mm. like, ooh, can't wait to go to work. Like, I'm gonna go create this weird little cake, you know? So, I think there's something to that, and I think it's so rare. And I'm, I think a lot of the time, Ali and I battle like convention or people having conventional thoughts because we we don't have that much time off you know and like it is a labor of love you're doing a lot more work than you're probably getting paid for Mm -hmm. and um, I don't think I'd have it any other way you know like it's it's crazy to say that I'm like you just I want people to reflect on their own careers and you know it doesn't have to be at the point where you dread every day and you look at the clock and five hours feels like 25 Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be like that
0: what and so on that mm-hmm. what what is it that what has to change what it, is it courage is it like is it risk tolerance like what is it oh
1: my god both i don't know it's it might be like, it or, might be exactly that because or, i guess um it's it's stressful to try and figure out your passion like i think that that even you know, makes me stressed when someone's like, what's your purpose and that's your passion? A, that's a big thing. Like, what? That's is a huge question. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of pressure to to know.
0: Yep.
1: I don't know if we can know, but I think we can think about what our interests are, which is evidenced by like what actually lights you up. That's like the simplest way to start approaching, I think taking steps towards something that's more fulfilling is like, you know, I'm lit up when I am reading up on insert subject that you often read up on or something like look at your internet history what do you go to what Mm -hmm. what are you looking at Mm -hmm. like i like to look at food blogs so i'm probably inherently interested in food and creating it Mm -hmm. and um i'd say like once you know your interest which is like less stressful than your purpose then maybe thinking of how you could pursue that in a (laughs) financially appropriate way you know and and working towards it and then actually jumping in and i think it's being you know less adverse to the risk is is key Mm -hmm. um i also don't want people to like you know (laughs) throw away their life savings and do something crazy but like you'll you won't know until you try Mm -hmm. so is it worth the effort probably you have one life
0: it's true i think it's um i think the other way to i would phrase it just like experiences you have to experience a bunch of things before Mm -hmm. you can actually land on Hundred percent. What is it you're interested in? My God. Hmm. I
1: don't want to do research. Yeah. I don't want to work at a daycare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I only know mm-hmm. that because I did that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I agree.
0: Um it's been really cool.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of
0: course. Um <laughs> I end the show with one question. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> when I say Calgary, where does your head go?
1: Yes. It's <laughs> I've thought about this. Um and I think like I to not be cliche, of course, everyone thinks about, like, the Stampede and, you know. Yes, keep going. Right. I I know. I just think that people think of those things. And whilst I do, I actually have, like, such a small, um, more small thing that I think about when I think of Calgary. I just think it's it as, like, a clean city. Mm. I'm like, it's just got such cleanliness to me. Mm. And I think it's, like, the most approachable city for people. And that's, like, what I think of. Yep. I just think it's clean. And, like, I, you know, I think of my favorite spots and things like that. But.
0: It's um, it's fascinating to hear all the different answers. I bet there's a range. There's got to be because some people say this, literally they'll say, they'll say the stampede.
1: People people do right.
0: And, and some some people go like um, people places mm-hmm. and things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I think Has <laughs>
1: anyone said it's clean.
0: <laughs> no, that's the first. But it's so
1: <laughs> it's crazy where the brain goes. But
0: it's interesting, right? Like coming up, like growing up growing up in the Okanagan,
1: mm-hmm.
0: pretty clean spot. Yeah, compared to maybe here or the same. And then Toronto, obviously the shithole.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that shithole. <laughs> so, so this feels really clean. <laughs> it's interesting, kind of gives you some uh, idea. Maybe it's our most inner world of like, yep. what do we value? Yep. And I guess cleanliness. <laughs> Which
0: <is> Random, hey?
1: <laughs> but I do, so.
0: Yeah. Um, thanks for taking the time. Yeah,
1: no problem. I Thank know you.
0: you're working like a crazy person, so.
1: Yep, no, you too.
0: I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>